Today we discuss Oliver Wallstrom, a player who is facing a make-or-break season with the Islanders, and a player who could determine a lot about the direction this team goes in, both on the power play and at 5-on-5. Five five. We've got all that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And you can now find us on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Locked on Islanders. Plenty to talk about today, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future episode, send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever is on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders throughout the rest of training camp and the preseason, all the way through the regular season. Games, practices, trade rumors, you name it, we'll have it covered for you on Locked On Islanders. And I am also live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so make sure you join me for that. So, lots to discuss on today's show, but we're going to start with Oliver Wallstrom, and this is part of our day-by-day look at the Islanders roster and what their projected role is going to be and what we expect from them this season. And every day, as you know, we've been going through the list. And, you know, we did Bo Horvat yesterday and today it's Wally. But I think out of all the players on this team, none is a bigger wild card than Oliver Wallstrom. And it's important that Wally take his game closer to the expectation level that this team had for him when they drafted him. Wallstrom, 23 years old now, and look, he was a first-round pick back in 2018, and he's still in three years with the Islanders, only one full season, but, you know, two half seasons and a full season. Uh, 
never scored more than 13 goals or 24 points in any one year. And obviously, for a guy who is supposed to be a goal scorer, that's something that is vital for his overall success. And look, we know Barry Trotz was tough on Wallstrom, giving him what Trotz referred to and Wallstrom has even referred to as tough love. And basically, you know, Wallstrom, if he made a mistake without the puck, was very often benched and very often benched a little too quickly for some people's likings, whereas some veteran players would get chance after chance after chance when they made similar mistakes. But obviously what you do without the puck, getting back on defense, back-checking, picking up your man, is vital to the success of the Islanders' system. And that's something that Wallstrom has admitted he's been working on over this past offseason when he was rehabbing uh, you know, his injury. And even last year, where he said he was satisfied with his overall play, but wasn't uh, pleased, you know, with the lack of goal scoring. Now, he had seven goals in 34 games. That's about a 15, maybe 16 goal pace if he would have played all 82. But on the bright side, Wallstrom was a plus five last year in 35 games. So that would put him at about a plus 11, plus 12 had he played all 82. And, you know, Wallstrom has talked this offseason about being more of a power forward and using that six foot two, 205-pound frame, being more physical out there. Uh, you know, we did see him, uh, you know, get into a fight last year. And I'm not saying fighting is the key to physicality because really it's using the body. It's using his size to disrupt in front of the net or, you know, to create time and space so he can get that very dangerous shot off. And obviously his skating is an issue that he needed to improve. And I think the other thing about Wallstrom, here is a guy who... We don't know where in the Islanders lineup he's going to play. Uh, Wallstrom could end up on the top line with Bo Horvat and Matthew Barzal. We still don't know who fills in there. He could go to the second line uh, along with Pierre Engvall and Brock Nelson, especially with the increasing possibility that Kyle Palmieri who has still yet to skate with his teammates in a full practice, but is skating on his own, if he's not available for the first game of the season, which is now 10 days away. So, you know, he could slot into the second line. Obviously, he would be a pretty good fit on that third line with J.G. Pajot and maybe Hudson Fashing as well to be sort of the goal scorer of that trio. He can fit in on any of the three lines, and I guess if there are injuries, although I think there would be, you know, Julian Gauthier uh, would probably be ahead of him there, and Ross Johnston might even be ahead of him on the fourth line, but he could fit in on any one of those lines. And 
you know, in the preseason, he hasn't really stood out. He hasn't played poorly, but I think we really need to see more because if Wallstrom is, you know, he could be on the first line, second line, third line. He could also be the 13th forward. He could be a black ace and not even see the ice. But I think because he's on a one-year deal that he had to sign his tender offer and the tender offer was even for less money than he made last season, I think we're really talking about a situation where if Wallstrom does not have a good start to this year, the Islanders may start looking at the possibility of trading Wallstrom, either at or before the trade deadline. You know, if he isn't playing regularly or isn't playing particularly well, the longer he goes with without putting up particularly good numbers, more likely the lower his trade value gets. And if the Islanders know he's not coming back because he's on a one-year contract and he just doesn't seem to fit into the plans, there are too many players ahead of him on the depth chart, Wallstrom may actually be one of the few Islanders players who has a little value in the trade market. It is possible that the Islanders look to fill that need for either a goal scorer or a puck-moving defenseman or, you know, some other need, depending on injuries and slumps and who's playing well. Wallstrom could be trade bait at some point this year as well. Or, if he starts off very well and is productive, Wallstrom could sign a long-term extension well, or even a bridge deal, three-year deal, let's say, with the Islanders to be part of the team's future plans. I don't think there are any other players on the Islanders roster right now, especially among the forwards, with such a wide disparity of possible outcomes. Uh, And then I guess the other possible outcome, if Wallstrom gets hurt again, does Lou Lamorello look to re-sign him? Uh... Does he say, you know what, he's unproven, he's been hurt too much, we don't go there? Does he try to sign him on a one-year, another one-year cheap deal? There are so many variables for Wallstrom, but, you know, with a shot as good as Wallstrom has, on a team that has struggled to try to get the puck in the net, having Oliver Wallstrom out there is going to be critical for this team to replace the 21 goals that Zach Parise scored last year and possibly to, uh, well, we'll talk about another aspect of what Wallstrom can bring to the team coming up after this. We'll also talk about who will be the new alternate captain and we have some updates from around training camp. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? Well, if you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can get it all done with Indeed. Find top talent 
fast with Indeed's powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So the other area to me that may be the most critical as far as Oliver Wallstrom is concerned is the power play. And we all know, everydayers know, the Islanders power play has struggled for so long and I've railed about the lack of puck movement and the lack of quick passes, although we've seen at least some decent attempts at the quick passes early on in the preseason. But obviously this team has a lot more improvement. And a guy like Wallstrom, who may not be the best skater and may not have the quickest release, but has a really good shot, a heavy shot, you get Wallstrom out there on the power play, whether it's on the top unit or the second unit. You give him that little extra bit of time and space that the power play can offer you. And... He really could be somebody who helps this team get out of the bottom rung of power plays around this league. Again, get me between, you know, get me at least 22nd and above. Get me out of that bottom third. Get me in the very low 20s or the teens. Get me to the middle of the pack, and I think this team will be fine. And Wallstrom, because of the way his shot is, I think can really, really help this team on the power play. And he'll probably start on the second unit. That's fine. You need a certain amount of balance out there. And, you know, if Kyle Palmieri is unable to start the season on time because of his injury, boy, oh boy, Wallstrom is a guy who can help pick up the offensive goal-scoring slack that Palmieri, his absence, would create. You know, Oliver Wallstrom, you're not going to get a better opportunity than this to make your mark. And as far as being an Islander is concerned, you're probably not going to get another one. Wanted to also talk again about who's going to get the A. Josh Bailey, gone, so we need a new alternate captain. We know we have Cal Clutterbuck as one alternate captain, and Anders Lee is, right now, the captain. So who else is going to wear the A? And a lot of talk around camp is that Brock Nelson is the favorite, and Nelson was asked about this, after uh, the loss to the Devils on Monday night. And he said, it'd be cool. It'd be an honor. I know we have a few guys here who have been around a long time who have that capability to wear it. I know I'm not the most vocal of guys, but just try to go out there and be a big part of the team and lead by example. 
a number of guys probably have the opportunity that can wear it. And yeah, there are a lot of guys on this roster who are capable of filling in as alternate captains. Do you give it to Matthew Barzal, who is clearly one of the best players or skaters on your team? That's a distinct possibility. You certainly have J.G. Pajot, who's been a leader on this team. Is it too soon to consider Bo Horvat, who is going to be here for the next eight years, barring a waiving of the no-trade clause? That's a distinct possibility. Casey Sezikis, I think, would be a possibility. You have Adam Pellick and Ryan Polak. Either one of them, I think, could do it. Goalies tend not to be alternate captains or captains, although there have been some recent exceptions to that rule. So I don't think Ilya Sorokin is a top candidate. But, you know, I just named five or six guys who have a shot. I think Brock Nelson is probably among the top choices just because of how stable he's been and because of the big role he plays. I mean, he led the team in goals led the team in assists, led the team in points, was second on the team, was it, in plus-minus. So it's really tough to disagree with Brock Nelson. And no, he's not the rah-rah guy that's very vocal in the locker room, but neither is Anders Lee. And you don't need to be that rah-rah guy to be an effective captain or alternate captain. So hopefully, uh, you know, I think Nelson makes the most sense, but is he the only guy who could fill this need? No, Uh, but I think he would be the best choice out of the people who are there right now. So we'll keep an eye on who gets to wear that letter Usually, you know, you have a captain and at least two alternate captains. uh, And it's one of those things that I think will be important for the Islanders to fill that gap. By the way, the NHL season starts next week and Locked On has put together the ultimate season preview for the Eastern Conference. You could find the episode available now on this podcast feed. And you'll hear me, Gil Martin, talking about the Islanders along with the other 15 teams from around the Eastern Conference as we start our in-depth season preview right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We have got a lot more to come on this episode. We're going to talk a little bit about what's happening in training camp now, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day, a popular defenseman who was with the team in the late 2000s and the very early 2010s. Uh, Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets whether your first bet wins or loses. 
If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action, and the app is so easy to use. You've got a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And look, you could use your knowledge of the Islanders and bet on some NHL futures as well if the NFL is not your thing. But hey, go visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So the Islanders still waiting for Kyle Palmieri. It's like waiting for Godot after a while that we still don't have uh, any more definitive news on Kyle Palmieri. And it's frustrating. And the other thing is this, and I want to put this out there every day, as you know, we've discussed this. By this point, with two preseason games uh, left on the schedule, most teams more or less have their lineup set. Uh, You know, maybe uh, teams are allowed to keep, what, up to 22, 23 players active. You get 18 plus your goalies who can dress every game. And then you usually have one or two backup forwards and a backup defenseman as your black aces. The Islanders, you know, most teams maybe, if you're going to keep up to 23, they have 25, 26 players left in camp. The Islanders still have enough players to have two full groups of players. And I think it's ironic when you consider that this is an Islander team that really is not considered a a team that has a lot of places available for some of these young prospects. And I think it's beneficial for the Islanders to give a longer look to some of these younger players players who probably won't make the roster initially, but the more experience you give them in preseason games, the more experience you give them in practices and scrimmages and training camp, basically, the better off you are. I'm talking about your Matthew Maggio's, your William Dufour's, your Ruslan Ishkakov's, your, even your Arno Durandos and your Otto Koivulas, these are guys who you want to see a little bit more of. Uh, Callie Odelius, for example, uh, <coughs> who got an extended look uh, in the preseason game against the Devils and, you know, had his moments of struggle, as did Grant Hutton, who had a puck go in off of him. But, you know, it, it, it's almost ironic that here's an Islanders team that maybe one of these young players might make the team and be a regular, maybe, and that only could be because of the injury situation to Kyle Palmieri. We don't know. But these guys are getting a longer look in training camp than most teams who actually have competitions for these players are tending to give. And... You know, then you have guys like Oliver Wallstrom and Julian Gauthier and Hudson Fashing and Carlson Kuhlman who are all battling for positions on the roster along with, you know, Sebastian Ajo who looked pretty good against the Devils, at least offensively, uh, on Monday. 
and Samuel Bolduc, who looked good in his previous outing as well. So, you know, that battle for the sixth and seventh defense player is still ongoing. So it's going down to the wire, but I think it's a little surprising that of all teams, the Islanders have kept more players in the big training camp, including, you know, Ken Appleby and Jakob Skarek at goal, just to give everybody a little more work and, and, and I guess to give the coaching staff more of a look at some of these players. So we'll see how this plays out, but as of right now, Islanders camp still crowded and that is a little bit of a surprise for the rest of us. Meanwhile, time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We're a day late on this, but Tuesday was the 39th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Bruno Gervais. Gervais, drafted by the Islanders in the sixth round back in 2003, the uh, Quebec uh, province native, Joined the Islanders for the first time in 05-06, became more of a regular in 06-07, and stayed with the team through the end of the 2010-2011 season, then played one year for the Tampa Bay Lightning and part of one year for the Philadelphia Flyers before finishing his professional career in the AHL and in uh, Germany, playing for the Berlin Polar Bears, Gervais, 418 career NHL games, 16 goals, 87 points, 182 penalty minutes. Played in five playoff games, all of them coming in 2007 with the Islanders. Had a goal and an assist with two penalty minutes in those games. Gervais, more of a third pair, steady, uh, positionally sound defenseman. Wasn't going to put up a lot of points. One of his better games with the Islanders. Well, how about March 25th? 2010, the Calgary Flames invade the old barn. And for the Flames, it's Mika Kiprasov in goal. Islanders countering with Martin Beran. And in this game, with the score tied 2-2 two two, midway through the third period, it's Bruno Gervais getting the game-winning goal. It comes at 11.31 of the third. Mark Streit, the only assist on this one as the Islanders overcome a 2-1 deficit to beat the Calgary Flames by a score of 3-2. Bruno Gervais, a plus-2 in this game. He scored on his only shot on goal. It was the game winner, and he played 19 minutes and 50 seconds, so almost 20 minutes of ice time in this one for Bruno Gervais. Always a popular guy, Gervais. Always... Uh, you know, good with and to the fans. So that was always a, a, a good part of Gervais. Very personable guy and always great to talk to him uh, when I was up in the press box uh, and or interviewing Islanders players at the Old Barn. All right, we have got a lot more to get to this week. Of course, we will preview the Islanders' next preseason game, that one coming up against the Philadelphia Flyers. And... We will have a, a look at Ryan Polak as we continue our player-by-player -player look at the Islanders. So everydayers and everyone, make sure you join us for that. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Again, we'll be back tomorrow. We're back on our full five-day-a-week schedule now. 
Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.